Hello again, this is Charlie Balfontaine. You're listening to the Home Buyers Hour on WCPT AM 820 with a facts matter. And I'm actually kind of excited about our show today. We have a real estate agent who's going to talk about foreclosures and some of the unique AI features he's using to get his business out there and, and increasing a lot of his communications. And of course, we have my two favorite people, you know, Patrick Loftus, who's giving me the old stink guy right now. Um, Patrick, if you don't mind, give us a lowdown on your business and why you're my favorite. Man, this, this guy's got kids and he's going to call us his two favorite people. I mean, that's savage right there. <laughs> Hell um, yeah. <laughs> my name is Patrick Loftus. I'm a real estate lawyer and I emphasize real estate because there's uh, too many lawyers out there who think they can do it all and let me just um let me just tell you you can't you can't um you know you think you can but you know i i see what you're doing and it's not good enough uh so <laughs> anyways uh, shots fired uh find me on social media <laughs> my instagram loftus underscore law my tiktok at loftus law loftus is spelled l-o-f like Frank, T like Tom, U.S. like Sam, for those of you who are listening and not watching. And those background noises you're hearing is, uh, you know, whatever's happening in, uh, you know, the, the home of the VA loan nerd. I'm sure he's going to introduce himself shortly. I'm sure he is. Joey, my favorite <laughs> veteran guy. Give us the lowdown on you and, and oil that door for crying out loud. Yeah, you know, my home inspector said it was fine. <laughs> That's uh, why the home inspectors here in Illinois are so much better. They're not. They're not. Uh, anywho, so Joey Matthews, NMLS 133-0694. Uh, the VA Loan Nerd, rocking out them happy VA loans. You can find me at the VALoanNerd.com. Real website, dropping in a month. A lot of education. A lot of uh, a lot of realtors going to be on there. Anyway, uh, you could also find me on social media as at the VA Loan Nerd. And here we are watching the markets, loving what's been going on of late. That ten-year Treasury yield now has a new support level at four percent yield, down That's significantly great. over the last month from five percent. So. Things are finally looking a little bit up in the mortgage and housing market. Maybe not so much in the economy. We'll see what happens, right? But we've had a lot of uh, weaker economic data, which is good for rates and housing. And I know we see reports about the Fed cutting rates six times next year. I think it's incredibly premature to say anything like that. We still have Jay Powell running the Fed. And here I was. I thought you were going to compliment Mr. Powell. Silly me. Yeah. I, think, I, think <laughs> I think he's doing great. Not a chance. I love it. Well, in the studio, we have with us Scott Newman. Um, Scott's been around for 19 years. Is that right? That's correct. 19, 19 years. years. Yeah. And I know you built up, you know, one of the biggest teams. You went up, you went down, you know, you narrowed everything else. You changed your plan. But you know what? Instead of me telling about you, please, you tell everyone else about you. Well, that's a great start. I appreciate the intro. So, yes, I have been doing this for 19 years. Um, I originally owned Newman Realty for a number of years, which was one of the bigger boutique brokerages in the city. Um, took on some partners, uh, got rid of some partners, and then went over to Keller Williams about two years ago. And um, I've got a, a two-fold business. Uh, we've got the regular brokerage, the sales, buyers and sellers, like you'd imagine. And then we also have a distressed business, which we're working with banks, hedge funds. Um, we're dealing with foreclosures. We're dealing with short sales. We're dealing with probate the things that most people shy away from. Um, and we felt that was a wonderful hedge as the market did what it always does, which is go up and down. 
No, I love it. I, I want to know more about the foreclosures and the hedge funds. And, you know, how, how does all that work? How do you get the properties? Do you own the properties or are you just doing all the brokerage for them? So we're doing all the brokerage. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different models and companies out there, but we rep we've represented government, big banks, medium banks, small banks, uh, you know, private institutional level um, owners families that own extremely high volumes of properties, right? Anyone who's dealing in kind of the, the muck of real estate, people who uh, need assistance getting people that shouldn't be there out of these properties, managing those properties, getting them repaired, um, dealing with all the legal and city rigmarole that goes with dealing with these. You know, I mean, one fine from the city of Chicago for the grass being too, too long oh, one time can be, um, you know, very expensive. And those buffalo boxes, which is the, the way that the water is connected from the street to your home, foreclosures are always the last ones on the priority list in the winter when they all start to break because it's freezing outside. You can imagine the joy of waking up when it's 10 degrees below zero and having, you know, 60 or 70 properties with uh, water pouring into the basement and freezing almost instantly and no end of that in sight. So it's, it's challenging, but um, it gives me a really unique perspective. Um, I get to see all 77 neighborhoods of Chicago, and I get to meet people from all walks of life and learn from them and be humbled by that, and uh, nice. that creates opportunities, and it's something that we really love to do. Now, I've been toying with the idea of getting myself into um, the real estate, you know, whether it's flip and hold, but I, I want to get into the rental market. And one of my biggest fears is somebody moving into my home and not being able to get them out if they don't pay rent. And Patrick and and Scott, please, you know, am I, am I just a coward? Is yes, this, yes, yes. Okay. Um, for ah. sure. Uh, <laughs> Joey, thank you. I mean, look, okay. So, you know, it, there's only owning rental property in Chicago, Cook County, Illinois, uh, as a whole, it is going to be riskier than owning, uh, rental property in other places. If, if, if your biggest fear that's preventing you from getting into owning um, multifamily residential real estate is that you're gonna uh, pick a tenant who is not the right tenant, let's say. Uh, I would uh, I would consider buying property in Northwest Indiana. Interesting. Uh, you know, Scott, if you don't mind, you made a comment before getting people out that you don't want in there. How do you do it? Well, I mean, obviously we're working within the confines of the law. You know, in the city of Chicago, for example, with a lot of these foreclosure properties, uh, the tenant, right, and not just the owner, but the tenant will be due a minimum of $10,000 to get out of that property. And so oh. um, why do I bring that up? Because, you know, I think a lot of times with, with landlords, well, first, you got to do your due diligence up front, right? You know, the, the boohooing after the fact usually comes because you spent five minutes on something that you should have spent a couple hours on. Checking references, checking employment. Right, asking for a copy of their savings account to find out how much money they have in there, asking for co-signers, right? doing everything that you can to mitigate your damages. But I think once a problem occurs, you know, you have to understand when you're, when you're licked, right? And, and for a lot of landlords, it becomes this ego game of that tenant's not gonna get over on me. Well, mm. you know, the first thing I tell my, my clients, and I've done it myself for properties I've owned, um, you know what really gets people to be compliant and do what you want them to do? Uh, money. And it, you, why, why would I give money to somebody that you know, already owes me money? Well, Because it's going to cost you more. It's absolutely going to cost you, you more. Know. You know, $5,000 might sting today, but that $2,000 rent, when they don't, have, they don't pay you for 12 months, 
right? It's $24,000. Which would you rather rather deal with, right? It's, so. it's, you know, and it's funny how you say that because I do a lot of training of home inspectors, and when we do our field events, now I talk to them about damaging property. It happens. You know, we test a door, garage door, or something like that, and the door breaks. You know, whether it should have broke, didn't break, whatever, I wasn't rough, it broke, all right? Now what? You know, what, what are you going to do? You're going to pay for the door, you know, and maybe you followed all the procedures, you tested it right, it wasn't adjusted right, and the door broke. But that's when all the fingers come out. Everybody's pointing fingers at everyone else. And to me, it's just so much cheaper to pay for the damn door, save the relationships that you have with the, your clients and everyone else involved in it. Because if you don't, if you don't pay for that, somebody's got to pay for it. Whether it's the buyer, the seller, the agents, somebody's going to pay. And then the finger's going to be pointing at me. And that's what I don't want to have happen. So. Well, it's really hard to subtract your ego in these situations. And really I like that hard. you brought that up, Scott, because I have conversations with people on a fairly regular basis about exactly what you're talking about. They've got a, a tenant in a property. They're not paying. They don't know what to do. And my first advice is see if you can work out something, uh, what we call cash for keys, because judicial evictions, and there's no self-help evictions here in Illinois. You can't just go and, and uh, toss them out, change the locks. Now, there's some dark hearts um, that I'm not going to talk about because it'll probably get me in trouble um, with some, somewhere, somehow, um, that, that people do employ. And I don't recommend, I don't recommend the dark hearts, okay? Uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather stay on, on the light side of the force, yeah. uh, put it that way. Um, Grogu wants you to. But yeah, a, a judicial. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a nerd. <laughs> did you just like did you just pull out the Ma Mandalorian on me? I did. And, and and just just for for you non-nerds, this is still, <laughs> this is, is still going to be nerdy. But the Mandalorian is uh, one of uh, to the chagrin of George Lucas, uh, one of the various money-making uh, ways that Disney has taken the Star Wars properties, and absolutely taken them in directions that George Lucas wouldn't appreciate. Uh, but it's a great show. On uh, was it Apple Plus or did, no Disney, Disney Plus? Plus. No My bad. Never watched it. Uh, but. <laughs> Grogu, which we didn't know, we, Baby Yoda is is the most adorable, uh, one of the most adorable characters ever. But they they held out on us a couple in a couple of ways. One was it was uh, it was the child. There was it was the child, right? Uh, they they never named Baby Yoda, so we all not yeah. the first season. No. And then we we learned that Baby Yoda's name is actually Grogu. The other thing they did, these sneaky devils, is um, they held back. They could have sold so much mer merchandise, and they held back and they held back until what was it the christmas of of that year that it came out and you know all of a sudden you get baby yoda everywhere but man i i couldn't find a baby yoda to save my life um and then i got disinterested and i didn't want one anymore so they kind of <laughs> kind of missed out on me um so anyways to, to, to bring it back around uh, a judicial eviction and let's just uh use chicago as the example but you know, might as well include all of cook county now that cook county has its own uh, tenant landlord ordinance. They they switched the two around on me uh, from what Chicago's yeah. is, which is the landlord tenant ordinance. Um, but you know, worst case scenario, you know, you're talking eight eight to twelve months before a sheriff is uh, showing up at, at the at the tenant's door. It's a long time to um, go without income or without rent from the property. Yeah. So I mean, and and a lot of times. Whether or not you're going to set a policy of, you know, we only do judicial evictions. Like if you're, a, if you're, uh, I think Pangea kind of sold off their their holdings here in Chicago. Right? Scott, you might know more than I do about that. But um, 
for you know, if you if you have that many, uh, Charlie, you like to say doors under management. That's uh, how I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, cash for keys might not be for you. You might you might say you know we need to set a uh, precedent as far as how we handle these things, and we're just going to strictly because you, you've got enough income to offset those few. Um, hopefully few uh, not paying tenants. Cost of doing business is what I'm hearing. But if you're a mom and pop, you know, if you've got six, eight, 12 doors under management. That's a um, big percentage now. Yeah, now, now we're talking about the the cash flow maybe not being enough to say pay all the bills. Now that's a big, that's a big ouch. So it's in those cases, probably for the best. If you want, if you want a three flat, you got one, uh, you got one tenant that's not paying, I mean that's that's you know 33% let's say of of that cash flow for the property you're hurting and if you have to make that up on your own for 12 months man that's, that's going to take a big it's going to dig a big hole in your finances probably um it's not great so you know even though you feel some kind of way about that tenant that's not paying and you're suffering as a direct result removing your ego from the situation and saying it's I'd rather I'd rather hand over 3K to this person that owes me 6K uh, to get them to agree to move and hand you the keys and not trash your place, by the way. You yeah, know? that's a big deal. Um, the, you know, you're you're coming out ahead in so many ways. Joey, I want you to chime in a little bit. You gave me a big old ha when I said I'm a coward. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I know that you do have some real estate holdings. And oh, absolutely. That, so what was that hot for? Give me a, a horror story no, or something. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, jumping into something that you don't feel comfortable with. You know, you're, you're not going to be It's hard to with. do. Exactly. Absolutely. So uh, for me, it's the same way. And uh, really, uh, I was gung-ho on it just because I work with so many investors. But my wife was always, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't. But now that she sees the impact of the asset appreciation, the impact of not just paying my mortgage, but you know, making money on top of the mortgage payment. She's like, okay, maybe he's not as dumb as I thought he was. So now I have the ability to continue purchasing more investment properties and having a larger nest egg to pass down to my kids. Cause I'm, I'm a big, I, I love wealth through real estate. I'm a believer in it. I don't just yeah. talk about it. I actually participate in it. No, and, and it's it's savings, it's investments, and it's real estate, you know. Mm -hmm. But, Scott, I, I actually kind of want you to chime in on this one. How do you handle, and handle's not the right word, I'm sorry, but I want you to be like you're talking to me, somebody brand new who wants to get into the investment game, I'm afraid, all right? I want to do it. I know, that, I know that's part of building wealth. How do you set the expectations for me so that I don't have any bad feelings on that? You know, um... A very good friend of mine and a fellow broker, Tommy Choi, told me many years ago. He's a big, yeah, he's who does, a big Who doesn't love Tommy, right? Um, you know, he's like, we were talking about something, and he, you know, he said, uh, you know, objections, and he says, you know, I, I combat emotions with logic, and I combat logic with emotions. And it was something that's really stuck with me for my entire career, right? And so I think first is, like, you know, you, you're, you're not just a broker. You know, you're a therapist. You're a shoulder <laughs> to lean on. You know, you're a consultant, you're a cheerleader, you're all these things. Um, and, and you have to start with that, that you know, love for your fellow person, right? Where it's like, well, I understand why you're upset, right? But let's, let's look at the data, right? You know, why is it that, you know, name, a, you know, a gazillionaire, 
and they have real and, estate. And tell me if they have significant real estate holdings, right? Tell me yeah. some, some of the most famous businessmen that come to the top of your mind. Who are those people? They're fundamentally rooted in real estate, right? And so once we could get past that where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to listen to the general data, I think that the next step is, and this is where I think a lot of brokers fail. It's like, well, let's go out there and look at these properties. You know, you, you're going to do great. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What is your risk tolerance, right? I think that's a great you know, question. So, some people want to make, you know, some people want a, a, a 30% cap rate. Some people are, are okay with a 5% cap rate. I wouldn't even know what to expect, One, all and, right, as far as a cap rate. An expectation setting is key. And what's a cap rate? Thank you very much. <laughs> Patrick's talking to my heart. What's a cap rate? Capitalization rate. So it's basically it's a it's a metric for return on investment, right? So for the for the money that you put down or that you laid out, right? What are you getting back on a yearly basis with a percentage? And so you know if we look at an area like a Wicker Park, if you want to go buy a three flat there, you might get five percent. You might get six percent. Why? Because it's a stabilized neighborhood. The rents go up consistently, right? You know it, it's 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 risen to the level of having. Uh, you know, uh, some momentum to itself, right? And if you go to some of the areas that, you know, haven't gotten there quite yet, right, um, the returns are going to be a lot better, right? And I think for a lot of investors, you know, everyone's, oh, I want, I want the top return. I want as much as possible. Great. You know, let me take you to a property that I have in, in an area with that kind of return. Let's talk about the numbers, the expectations, the risks, the rewards all of those things, right? And, and so then where do most people fall, right? They fall somewhere in the middle, big surprise, right? And I think by, by getting through and having that honest conversation with people, you know, you can get to the heart of it, right? You know, if, if they're heavy into the stock market and this is just a supplemental piece and, you know, they, they want to earn a little bit of extra income, they want to teach their kids some, some life lessons that, you know, owning stocks can't do, um, great. What a nice hedge. You know, that's going to be a different situation. If someone says, you know, I want to, you know, I'm making really good money and I'm saving most of it. And, you know, I absolutely hate my job and I want to have enough passive income to not do this anymore in 10 years. That's a totally different situation. You know, um, tell me more about that one. Let me, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm taking notes. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> you and me both. So one of my fears though, that I don't want to do is, and Joey helped me out or Patrick, you too. I, I don't, I don't want to receive calls at 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to get out there and fix a plumbing trap, you know, on a Saturday afternoon when I have a dinner engagement that evening. You know, I mean, is that what should I expect when it comes to maintaining and taking care of the properties and how fast I have to get out there? Well, you're, you're going to hire a property manager, so yeah, you don't absolutely. have that problem. And, <laughs> yeah. and you're, you're going to accept the fact that they're not going to do it as well as you would do it. Um, and as long as they're, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of, you know, 70 to 80 percent as well as you would do it, you're, you know, you're getting. What does that cost? What does that cost? I think we talked to someone a few weeks ago. I think she said 8 percent, 8 to 12 percent. Mine charges 8 percent of my gross rents. OK, that's about right. I can live with that. I mean, give or take, depending yeah. on what you're looking for. Yeah. And then what? Are, how does all they work? If they find something wrong, they get the contractor out there to fix it and then do yeah. they make a profit on that too sometimes. sometimes sometimes yeah so you know they they might charge a premium you know whatever they're paying plus whatever um you know I, this i'm just repeating what was told to us a yeah. few weeks ago uh you know plus whatever their cost is i mean you know there's 
uh, you know, th those would be like above and beyond like the, the, the standard collecting of rent and making sure it gets to your pocket. Um, you know, these sorts of, you know, standard types of things, you know, if, uh, if the, the pipes freeze in the in the basement for some reason um, at you know mid midnight on Christmas Eve, um, you know that's that's an extra cost. Yeah, I've seen a whole bunch of those Facebook memes. I think they're called. You know, this is old Boomer Charlie talking here. Um, yeah, go ahead, laugh. Yeah, here you are. The only thing you did right there was you not know? say memes. Memes. That's what it is. <laughs> that would have been better. Actually, that would have been memes. better. I prefer. Oh man. So, I love it here. You know, Scott, do you have any experience with, like, Section 8 vouchers in rental properties? Um, yeah, I have I have a lot, of, a lot of experience with it. I mean, we've— That's what I was thinking of getting into, going into more of a depressed area, someplace where I can make a decent home for somebody and then do some sort of, you know, Section 8 vouchers. And I don't know how risky that is. I thought that that would be actually less risky. Um, yes and no, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there, Section 8 has— so many misconceptions, you know, and, and none of them are good. Okay, and I'm not gonna, I'm not allowed I'm to talk about them, head. so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to. But you know, okay. use your imagination, mm -hmm. and um, and they're they're wrong, right? Like people are people, you know. There, there's there's people that do the right things in every bunch, and people that don't do the right things. You know, Section Eight is not a guarantee that you're gonna get. You know, if if you if you want twelve hundred dollars for unit. Okay, Section 8 just doesn't waltz in every month and, you know, direct deposit $1,200 to your bank account, okay? It's tenant-dependent. It's area-dependent. It depends on what your place is worth versus what they pay for that many bedrooms in that area. You know, sometimes the tenant is responsible for a portion, mm -hmm. so, you, so you're working on, you know, collecting that from them, you know, which creates an extra burden. Um, I mean, the benefits, you know, Section 8 plays zero games. You know, I mean, we've had... Um, People doing things that they were not supposed to be doing in properties, you know, um, that I've I've walked into when when doing inspections that we gave them two weeks notice for, and they were they were out of there very quickly, you know. Mm. Um, whereas you know, even if somebody was conducting uh, even criminal activity in, in your privately rented unit, you know, there's there's no methodology in Cook County or, or you know or Illinois in general where all of a sudden you know they just they're just gone. You no. know, you, you still have to go through the the legal. You know the courts. You have to, then you have to also go through the law part of it. So I mean, there's pluses and minuses there. You know, it it just, you know, but you also have to understand that, you know, there's you're when you're when you're when you if you want to do, you know, section eight and similar stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's going to be a you know more of a volume game, and so you really got to have a long term plan because, you know, you might you could buy a four flat for a million and a half dollars in Lincoln Park. Or two million dollars, right? You might buy, you know, a two flat in, in an area where you're going to do Section Eight, and it's two hundred thousand dollars, right? And so you'd have to buy ten of those to have the same amount of gross, you know, investment as you do, right, in the other. And so, you know, that's a matter of okay, well then, you better have a, a management game in place, right? Yeah. And you better figure out where your parameters are. How far apart, you know, do you want these properties to be for the sake of everyone's sanity? And what are your metrics, you know, and what are your expectations for those areas long term? And what do those projections look like? Look, anything, could, you know, there, there's for, for every game around, right, in, in real estate, there's somebody who is playing it right, right? There, there's someone who's doing incredible, they're banking, right? They're the guy we all want to be, okay, or gal, of course. Um, yeah, you just got to figure out, where, where, you know, how much, 
I'm sorry, not how much, how, you, what kind of, you know, crap that you want to deal with, right? And, and, and so, you know, that's going to end up being the difference maker, right? And if you understand that and you live that truth, you could do very well in a number of different investment types and all over the city and, quite frankly, all over Illinois. Well, yeah, figuring there, stuff no, out is really important. I'm sorry, Patrick. Yeah, there, there's, there's no new ideas, really. Um, but one thing I, I think is really important to, to throw in here when we're talking about the, you know, housing choice vouchers. So let me give you an example of where things can go wrong um, when you're managing uh, multifamily residential real estate when it comes to housing choice vouchers. And it's extremely important to understand that in Cook County, um, and I think even maybe statewide recently, you cannot discriminate against someone based on their source of payment. So uh, the real life example of this is I have a client who reached out to me and they said, I, I got a letter from, um, I, I, f I forget who administers this, but you know, Cook County Human Rights, yeah. I probably uh -huh. got that wrong. Uh, it says I discriminated. Um, and what had happened is they had put their rental up on Facebook Marketplace and some people had uh, responded uh, asking, do you accept vouchers, right? And they didn't really elaborate any further. And so he, not, not knowing what a voucher is, he said, no, I, I don't know what that is. And that's why he got that letter. Now, wow. um, regardless of where you are in investing, what, uh, where the property is, what kind of property is, if someone is coming to you and saying, I am paying, you know, in part or all with a voucher, that is not a basis for you to say yes or no to that particular tenant. Uh, you have to go through the regular, whatever your way of not of non-discriminatorily evaluating uh, a tenant. You have to go through that process. You can't just say, you know, I don't I don't do vouchers. You will get that letter and uh, potentially get sued. And be aware when someone says voucher, you know, colloquially we we call it Section Eight, right? Um, but, right, but I was just going to ask Joey, I, you know, I had a friend of mine make a post that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, so I had to give him a little dig. And he, he was talking about every veteran should be housed before any refugee is housed. I right? agree with half of that. I agree with all of it. But the bottom line is we have programs that are there now. There's veteran vouchers for just that that exist. And, and the whole idea is to get everybody to the help that they need. You know, and, and get them up there. And, and I'm pretty sure, Scott, you're on board with me at, about there. there's people that need it. And that's what we're here for. You know, let those that have help those that need it. And I get it. We all have to be our own saviors. But, but I don't if, know. look, if, this is just my personal opinion. OK, like, yeah, sure. If, if we if we can't agree, regardless of how hard work some, someone works, or how much money they make, or how much, how much privilege they have that everyone deserves to, to be safe, have a roof over their head, right? You know, have, have Ooh, life, and, and, life yes. and liberty. Like, you know, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do here as a, as a, you know, as a society? As a society, right. We're, yeah. we're, we're doomed, right? It's like, you know, it, from my standpoint, if I have to pay a couple more tax dollars because people who have been through unimaginable things, right, that, that, that I, you know, I pray that nobody ever has to go through it, right? Or even if it wasn't so bad and, they, and, it, and it just hasn't worked out or whatever the case may be, that is, that is what these programs are there for. The, this scrutiny and this expectation that, you know, everyone out there is just supposed to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and, you know, get themselves a million dollar, you know, single family home for themselves. It's, it's unrealistic, right? And, and the thing is, like, 
what kind of country are we? What kind of what kind of city are we that we have people who sleep on the streets at night in the winter? Yeah, well, it, I mean that that's it, that's that's shame on all of us. It, is it, it a is. simple solution? No. But that's also the world too. You know, the the biggest thing is when we put so many people in one area, then we're going to get a higher number of people on the streets. I mean, they're on the streets in. I don't know, Franklin, Tennessee, you know, but uh, I'm making up a name. Franklin, then Franklin, Tennessee. Or actually, I know my son's my son's listening right now, so we'll beat up on Bartlett, Tennessee a little bit. Um, You know, all I'm saying is that the number of people per capita changes, you know, and the more that we have here in the Chicagoland area, because we're more of a dense population, it's going to show more. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Please don't think that I am. But I, it's it's a problem that's nationwide, not just in one area. I, I don't think that the the most the wealthiest country that's ever existed can can call itself that, and at the same in the same breath say that housing is not a, a human right. Okay, so I, I start there, and, and I think Scott and I it's are aligned al- as far needs. as that goes. But listen, I, I get that not everyone thinks the way I do. Unfortunately, um, we should. But look. It's let's 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 shift the the conversation a little bit and let's talk about how what are the different ways we've tried to solve uh, unhoused the problem of the unhoused right and, and that's and that's the word that that we're supposed to be using now and, and I'm fine with that um, you know so people I I think you know because they are who they are they go well you know if if you you know, we'll, we'll give you sort of a, a graduated, um, you know, s- step-by-step process to get to, you know, a housing situation. So we'll we'll put you up in a shelter, and if you get a, a job, blah, 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 it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Not Patrick, as I'm well going to interrupt you real quick, and we are going to get back to the unhoused in there, but right now it's time to go around the horn. Yeah, I am going to finish this point. I'm not going <laughs> to All right, finish your point. Um, look, I was going to so- come back. There's something called housing first, right? Yes. And it means put people in a house and let them work out their stuff. And that has been proven to be by far the best mm-hmm. way to solve the problem of people who are unhoused. Now, it's not, it's not 100%. There is no 100% solution to any problem, okay? But if you, if you just want to look at the numbers, at what has worked the best of all the solutions we've come up with, it's housing first. And I know that just, it, it grinds your gears if you're someone who struggles to, to meet their bills every every week, every yeah. month, and you go, why are we gonna let someone, it, it's because that person who is you know basically being left behind day by day is going to become a, uh, a, a constructive member of society. They're going to become a person who works and, and, and They're joins. They're not gonna be desperate. They're gonna they're gonna get the help that they need, okay? And and that's that's to me, you know, whether or not you agree with me that housing is should be a human right, uh, I think if you're a pragmatist like I am to a fault, you go, what's what is what's the solution that's worked the best? Let's just go with that. That's it. All right. We're I, I don't wanna drop off this subject, but how do people get hold of you if they wanna to talk to you about this stuff? If you disagree with me. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at me. My comment section on TikTok is spicy, spicy, like you know, like Cholula. And I love it. I love Cholula. And I love when you come at me because, man, come come to a lawyer's comment section and start an argument. See how well that goes for you. All right. Find me on TikTok at Loftus Law. On Instagram where things are a little bit nicer at Loftus <laughs> underscore law. And Joey, how do they get hold of you? Well, uh, if you if you want to get a hold of me, you can uh, go to the VA Loan Nerd.com. 
you could check me out on social media is at the VA Lone Nerd. I did not go to college to argue with people on the internet. <laughs> I love uh, it. You can also uh, call or text me at 630-235-2405. It's a wise man right there. Absolutely. And I can't encourage people enough to get onto Joey's social media. Joey, quite frankly, you've been kicking butt. Can you know, lately when it been with those educational videos. And I've really I'll been enjoying myself. listening to him. Yeah, you should pat yourself on the back. You know, it's it's great short blips of tremendous knowledge that goes a long, long way in my book. Scott, can you give us your contact information again, please? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, you can find us on Insta or Facebook at Team Newman Shy. Um, you can also find us on the web at team-newman.com, and that's N-E-W-M-A-N. Or you could also call or text me at 847-894-5773. And my name is Charlie Belfontaine. I own Chicagoland Home Inspectors. We are, and, and I got to say that I'm going to throw Scott under the bus here. He uses like the second best home inspection company out there. He actually ignores the best one. I checked all our records and he's not well, You're in an there. alarmist, as we all know. Exactly, so. as well I should be. But anyway, Chicagoland Home Inspectors, our website is www.thehomeinspectors, that's plural, O-R-S, and it's a .com. We also train home inspectors, that's the Home Inspection University. I almost lost my breath on that one, right? Home Inspection University that of Illinois, that is H-I-U-I-L.com. Um, and I guess that's all the main thing on how to get a hold of us. So we were talking about housing and basic needs and I and and you just you struck a, a chord, a good chord. And I always look at, you know, desperate people do desperate things. And when you when you give somebody a choice, usually they're gonna make a decent decision. But when they feel that they don't have a choice, that's when they start making desperate decisions. And and I think Patrick, that's kind of where you and, and Scott, you know, tell me I'm wrong. You know, but I, I think that's where you guys were going with this, some of this stuff. Yes? No? Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's one way to evaluate it. And, you know, it's really, you know, I think we talked about this at breakfast a little bit. You know, when, when someone feels like their autonomy is taken away, mm -hmm. they, they're not empowered. And, you know, that's that's really one of the worst feelings is, is when someone feels like they lack they lack autonomy. Um, they're not being heard. No one's bothering to listen to them. And, you know, those are all, it, it sounds simple. It sounds like, you know, what are you talking about? But, you know, to be honest, it, what I'm talking about is like real stuff. It doesn't happen. It doesn't get done. And then how do you verify it? You know, that's the real key. How does, even though I'm listening to you guys, except for Joey, because some reason we're talking over Joey, um, but I love him to death. <laughs> but uh. how do I, how do I let somebody know then I'm listening to him. I mean, it's it, it's not hard, right? Like, you know, if if so, for example, you and I, you know, I'm listening to you because I heard your question. I'm going to respond and then I'm probably going to ask a question based on what we talked about. So, you know, for example, Joey, uh, what programs are out there for, you know, people, uh, particularly veterans who you know, vets, need yeah. some help? Any, or unhoused. Any, I'm sorry. Anyone who needs help, and you know, I'm going to go broader than just you know the unhoused yeah. situation. I mean, there's there's stuff out there for for veterans, 
Um, you know, the the VA does some some great things, and they do some not so great things. Um, but you know, what are some of the great things they do? Well, I mean, for the the really struggling veterans that aren't receiving uh, disability pay or anything like that, there is the VA uh, pension that you can go on. It's a needs-based program where you will still receive monthly income, right, to, you know, live. Um, you do not have to be a retired veteran. You do not have to, like, put in 20 years. You don't have to have disability. You just have to show that you have a need and that you are a veteran. Um, the the VA will collect income data for you every year to make sure that you're still qualifying because there's always going to be people who abuse systems. Um, but that's I think that's one that a lot of vets don't even know exists, and then they mm. end up homeless even though they don't need to be because nobody man. So one of the th great things that the VA does is also negated by one of the, the terrible things the VA does. Nobody knows about it, right? So it's right. a great program, but you can't use it if you don't know it exists, right? Where, where so, do we access this program? I mean, if, if, if one were to you know, be in need, where, where do you access it? I mean, you could jump on the VA website, um, va.gov, honestly, yeah. right off the bat, easy. And it's there. It's available. Like... Or, or call me, text me. Like I will, I will walk you there. Like go, go to the VA hospital and talk to somebody there, and they will also be able to point you in the right Another direction. Right? Yeah. Like there, there's so many places to go. Veterans have so much pride, and they're afraid to be embarrassed by needing something. But at the end of the day, you were you were there for the country when the country needed you. The country's got to be there for you too. You know, so. it's funny you say that, Joey. I look at my father-in-law, who's a vet, and he does not want help. All right. He's he's always been a fixer. And yeah, he's up in his upper 80s right now, closing in on 90. He's not as strong as he was when he was in his 20s, but he still wants to do everything himself. And, and I, that's exactly what I just heard from you. Yeah. And come to any of us, by the way. It's not just Joey. Come to any of us. Yeah. We'll do exactly the same thing and we'll be discreet about it. I mean, you know, I, I'm literally required to be discreet about it. So, you know, reach out, man. Seriously. I'm not required. But the bottom line is people that do well in real estate, and these are the real estate agents that we kind of kind of hunt down to bring on the show here, they know that they're building a relationship. And that is the real secret to success. And I don't care if you're an attorney, home inspector, mortgage broker, or a real estate broker. Everything is about building a relationship of trust with your client and the other people that you work with around there. And you, you can't do that by trying to manipulate somebody. You have to listen to them and you have to help them. Scott, I could see you want to jump in. Yeah, it's, as far as the veteran, you know, situation, I mean, I, I've got a, a gentleman I'm working with right now, disabled vet, you know, uh, coming off a, a really tough housing situation, you know, and, and I, I know the first thing I said to him, you know, I said, I, I will get you to where you want to go or I will drop dead trying. And I, and I, and I mean it, okay? Yeah. You know, when you talk about veterans and how those types of clients are handled from a real estate perspective, it is a totally different animal. I think it should be criminal that if you're a broker, okay, and you get a, you know, you get a, a buyer who's VA and you don't know what the heck that means beyond the basics, and then you send them to your lender, you know, regular lender says, oh, I, I could do a VA loan. Scott, right? you're putting 95% of all real estate brokers in jail then. But, but <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. I'm just talking about veterans. If, if anybody, okay, the, the, the expectation from when you're working with someone who has served should be even higher than the gold standard that you keep for your other clients, okay? And your job is different. 
okay, as we just talked about, okay, you know, generally, generationally speaking, okay, a lot of people don't want to ask for help. And when you combine that with military service, where it's always about, you yeah. know, getting it done and figuring it out, right, and being tough, um, you have a recipe for disaster. You need to have a lender in pocket as a broker that is an absolute expert at VA. And I don't mean like, oh, they've done a bunch of the deals and they all worked out pretty good. I mean, that person understands that their job is an advocate. Scott right? Newman, I'd like to introduce you to Joey Matthews. <laughs> to, I'm is, smiling from ear to ear. Joey Matthews with one but, T. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but at right. the same time, like my head's exploding because like <laughs> the, the reputation that, that the VA has is so undeserved and you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm just. It's the greatest I'm, loan program there is, and, and it and it should be. And I, 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 <laughs> I also think I think Joey's gone you down. Know, it's like it's not uh, a lot. Like I, I've had, and I look, I'm I'm severely ADHD. Okay, I, I could barely like remember what I'm doing from the time I leave my, my bedroom to get to the kitchen. <laughs> I forgot I wanted some water. You okay, be. you're but, in good company. <laughs> I've I've done all kinds of research where it's like you know what, this guy's a gem, right? This person's a gem, okay. They're, they're, you know, they don't want help. They don't want, of course they don't. And you end up on the VA side and you end up on, you know, other sites where you're like, oh, wow, like, I, I know this very well and I didn't know about all these benefits, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, you're not just an advocate for the real estate experience, you're an advocate for a better life from them. And if they can walk out with that being like, well, damn, I got access to a program, even if I didn't buy a house, that really has made a difference in my life where I've learned more about where to go if I'm sick or what to do, like, You've changed someone's life, right? You, you've 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 really bonded with someone's now life as well. you're making me smile. Mm. You know, and so I think like, you know, we can all moonlight in real estate. I, I could do a mixed unit, you know, mixed use building. Okay, I'll, I'll be fine. I could do a twelve unit building. I'll be fine, right? But you know, there, there's certain things that I think the, the the veteran situation is one of them where those those who have served like that just to reiterate what I've said absolutely need to be treated with you know a platinum standard and and you're an advocate and, it, and it's your job to make their life easy and if that means you got to drive the keys and bring the paperwork over for the attorney because they're you know fax machine or whatever it is is broken and they're 106 you know um that's that's your job right i like, think I mean, the hardest thing on, humor, on humans is going to be laziness that's the biggest thing you know yeah, getting into the your, home like, here's your sign like I, I mean, I'm saying that. I've been, yeah. in, you know, I, I I can recall a couple situations now where you know we we use VA for somebody who was in dire straits, and it's like I remember you know driving driving back home, you know, with with tears in my eyes, being like, how like how how did it have to come to this, like to get this person to where they needed to be? How many people have failed them before? How's there no accountability? You know, so yeah, and, and I think you know, and from a business standpoint, you know. Everyone wants to sell, you know, sexy $5 million homes and, you know, downtown lofts to celebrities and whatever it is. You know, you talk about a niche, right? I mean, that's why I like the foreclosure stuff, because everyone runs away from it. It's, mm -hmm. it. it's easy to be seen as an expert, right? I, you know, last time the short sales were huge. Everyone, you know, couldn't wait to refer their business to me. I had dozens and dozens of short sale referrals a year from brokers where it was like, oh, thank you. You know, here, here, here's your 30%. You know, no doubt. I, I appreciate it. But... You know, we all got to pick our, our ways to, or our places that we're going to jump in. But I, I think if you're a broker, lender, lawyer in the real estate sphere, you owe it to yourself. And, and even if you work with 10 veteran clients in your lifetime, to be able to be an advocate during those individual files, because I think it speaks to your character. And that's yeah. where you take the time not to be lazy and you learn. All right. And there's plenty of ways out there to go ahead and do this stuff. You know, and I mean, learn about this stuff. And it's. I don't know. Joey and I, we were both firemen when it came to stuff. And I don't know how, I don't think you were a paramedic, were you, Joe? 
No, God, no, I could never do that. God, no, I was. Fire only, baby. Yeah, and I did it for 20 years, and I did some cool stuff. You know, I got to deliver five babies, which I thought was pretty cool. How many people can say that? You know, I, I did a cardiac uh, tamponade, so I stuck a needle in some guy's heart, you know, and, and granted, it was a desperate attempt because he was dying and he was going to die, but we did whatever we could. I did the same thing with the chest decompression. I did a lot of cool things, pull people out of burning buildings during that 37 years. But when you do this, it's every single day we're helping somebody with one of their basic needs. And if we could help somebody get shelter, and, and especially in the home inspection side, because if we don't uncover these issues properly and make sure that our clients are educated and we give them that freedom of choice whether or not they want to move forward with this house, and if you call me a deal killer because of it, I don't care. All right, but that's the huge part about it. And Scott, please back me up on this stuff. Same thing with the real estate brokers. You know, you get your 60 hours of class, you get your 70% on your multiple choice test. You know, and then poof, you're helping somebody with their, oh boy, Charlie's off on the deep end. Shut him up, Patrick. Where's the malarkey flag? I, you know, you know? I, I forgot to In grab fact, it out of my bag. Joe, you, That's you, a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Joe, you, you'd have been proud of me. Um, just the other day, I was talking to a client who was uh, talking about going uh, through um, a, a VA loan. And, and you know what I, I asked him? I said, you know, it, it, I, first of all, I said, I've got maybe the best possible referral uh, you could get for VA loan, meaning you, meaning you. Um, he but knows his I stuff. said, e even, even if you don't, uh, if you don't seek out my referral, the first, you need to ask the broker if they have pulled a certificate of eligibility. If they have not done that yet, you need to fire them and hire my guy. And do you know why I knew to advise him of that? It's because of you because of you. Boom. He's educated us. Step <laughs> and one. And just like Scott, thank you for sharing. You're educating us, you know, and you're educating a lot of other people. That's kind of what we're supposed to do, isn't it? We give somebody the knowledge so that they can make a decision. Yeah, I'm on the VA loan bandwagon, man. You know, you, you pulled me, Joe, you pulled me out of my uh, ignorance and you you pulled me right onto your bandwagon. Take them blinders and, and off, I, baby. I am so, I'm, <laughs> I am riding this bandwagon. It's one of the, one of the best ones I've ever hopped on. Love it, love it. <laughs> no, dude, like, it's 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 seriously. I appreciate hearing that because it's 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 stupid how good that loan is. Like I I have one closing today that uh, down in Florida. It's on twenty acres. It's a huge property, and there were a million weird steps I had to take. And I know that ninety nine percent of VA quote unquote specialists would have failed miserably. But hey, it is what it is. You know, we I'm working on education every day. Yeah, there are some companies out there who are better at SEO than, you know, actually uh, doing oh, the yeah. loan program. But, uh, you know, I that actually I, gives me a chance to transition into something oh. else. You know, Scott was talking about, you know, education is a big thing. But how do you get the word out? And you were talking about some of these programs that you use to go ahead and get your message out to everybody else about what makes you unique. Can you share some of that? Yeah, you know, it, it started. Um you know, I've always fancied myself this, you know, this people person, you know, and I, and I do love people. I mean, I get a lot from them, right? But I, I did this, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like that famous, you know, that, that famous analysis that they do, um, all the big, big fortune vibes. You know, and it, it's such, I got that I was- You're a, talking about like the Myers-Briggs, Myers where it's like, you know, they go I and J, T, F, I don't know. A, B, Q, Z, something like that, got it, I know. I got labeled as a, you know, and, and, uh, and, and extrovert, introverted, extrovert, you know? 
and it, and it like it really hit me you know it's like i i um i always thought because just naturally the way my brain worked that like you know you you just needed this this excess of people to get anything done you know and um you know i i had i had my my boutique businesses for all, all those years you know 17 years and then i i went over to keller and i you know it I, I, there's so much data and information there. I mean, I, I, I love it, you know, and I wanted to kind of start putting some of it into action. You know, there, there's, there, you can't ignore data like we've talked about throughout this entire conversation today here. And, um, you know, I, I got rid of, I got rid of some staff, you know, and it broke my heart because I'm, I'm terrible at that stuff. I literally cried afterwards because I've either mentored them or loved them or, you know, one of them was actually, was my sister, um, who will probably kill me for mentioning that now because I terrified her. She's way smarter than me and she's the real boss of my business. I've, I've worked with uh, you when, when your sister was on board yeah. and you know, she's, you she doesn't take no one play games with her. No, she doesn't take anyone. C-R-A-P. No, she would be, she would be good at any part of this job or, or business that she wanted to be. And, um, you know, I, I looked at it as kind of a time of a time of change. And so I, I took like two or three months and I, I just became, um, such a geek for the, the AI and the real estate tech, you know, and I mean, I, I must have talked to 50 or 75 companies. I mean, I had, you know, eight, eight webinars every day and I couldn't even keep them straight at one point, um, you know, but I was able to come out of it with a whole new appreciation for what's possible, you know, is, is AI, um, you know, going to do everything for you? No, you're not. It's not going to wake up and make you an omelet in the morning. Okay, Ooh, that'd be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. I, I want the one of those Star Trek, uh, you know, things that it's just you go, you know, you just tell it what to what to do, and it just materializes. Right. That's you know, I, that's where I want AI to get to before you know I move on to the next whatever's after well, this. It's Earl it, Grey tea hot. It Ooh. is. It is getting there. You know, like there's, there is. Um, conversational AI that you know you you cannot tell right mm -hmm. and they're there and through the text and you know the, the emails I mean I've spent hours trying to break these things you know and the good ones they, they really don't they handle everything even even though you know the, the the goofball stuff um fairly well and and they and they work they convert I mean you're talking about a system that can make 10,000 phone calls a day okay and at, at the same time that you know you could pay someone you know to make a hundred I'm starting not to like you right yeah. now. Well, uh, I'm sorry, let me, let me Scott. I hate those robocalls. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about robocalls. Oh, I'm talking God. about a, a voice calling you that you, there's no way that unless you knew ahead of time that you would you would know that that's a robot talking to you. The government's using this. These big corporations are spending tens of millions of dollars on their own versions of these things. And so I, I ended up finding some some tech partners that I really liked, and they all integrate with what's called API integration. Mm -hmm. So it's like putting puzzle pieces together, and and you could do this really incredible automation stuff now. You know, I, I could automatically have you know a certain type of motivational post go to my Facebook page every day, and it changes without me having to do anything. I, I can move things around in a way and, and make different programs connect without having advanced coding experience that you couldn't do six months or a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's advancing quickly. And so uh, we're about to launch and, you know, I mean, I, it's to the point now where like, you know, the first time I'm gonna speak to somebody unless I happen to, to jump on the first call that, that comes through, uh, the first time I'll speak to somebody is after the AI is already set through my Calendly app an appointment for the two of us to talk or one in person. I love it. And so it's it's I, uh it's pretty it's it's pretty cool. It has a lot of promise. You know, you, you can't get too far ahead of yourself, but um you know, the the amount of, of ways that we can 
you know, uh, grow our businesses and provide a better service to our clients with less on the back end so that our families have more, um, those possibilities are coming hard and fast. Scott Newman or T. Newman, are you willing to share this stuff if somebody calls you? Would you share what you do? Oh, yeah. I am one of those people that, you know, if I get can hold help of one you person if they want to do better, that? you know, I'm, I'm here for it. How do you, they get hold of you? You could call me, text me, 847-894-5773. One more time, a little slower. 847-894-5773. You could email me at scott at team-newman.com, or you can contact me on any of our social media accounts, which are Team Newman Shy. And that's I love Facebook it. or Instagram. Patrick, if you don't mind, give us your closing words, and how do they get hold of you? You know, I, I did a, a post on my social media using AI, and, and Joey just about lost his, uh, you know what, because <laughs> he was confused that this uh, avatar was, was using my words. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> anyways, uh, if you want to see such nonsense, um, I'm always up for some nonsense. Find me on Instagram, Loftus underscore law. Or find me on TikTok if you want to, you know, just get into a fight. <laughs> let's let's do it. I love it. Um, Spirit Airlines. I'm calling. I'm, I'm specifically calling you out oh, uh, at Loftus Law, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, it. it's Joey's turn. It's it Joey's is Joey's turn. turn. Joey, give us the rundown on your how to get yes, hold of you. Sir, uh, you can check me out at thevaloanerd.com. You can check me out on all the social medias as at the VA Loan Nerd. You can call or text me at six three zero two three five two four. Zero five. And I'm thrilled that everybody here will help anybody with any questions. And usually we don't charge over the phone, but we do want you to use our services, of course. My name is Charlie Belfontaine. I'm going to thank everybody for listening. I also want to give a special thank you to our substitute producer today, Alex. Um, he's sitting in the room with us, and he's probably one of the most polite people there is. Sorry, Devin, but Alex is now my favorite. Mm. Uh, <laughs> our phone number is... Uh, 312-544-9180. And again, my name is Charlie, and I'm out. <laughs>